1: Cat dirt. When we swear, we're not always as cute as Lady Sandraline. So if you're listening in an inconvenient place, you may want to wait. Hmm. Hello, Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And today we are reading Chapter 9 of Sandry's book.
2: So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And, and let's grow our friendship. friendship.
3: <laughs>
2: what happens in Chapter 9? Tris has to teach <laughs> the other kids how to do chores, especially Briar.
3: And of course we have rose thorn and her uh discussing the tree and how to trim it Mm
2: -hmm. with briar and it hurts briar poor briar (laughs) poor briar got him a little uh rack to put it in his window shelf yeah to put it in his window dodges with frost pine and she catches hot iron and freaks out Corral.
3: That Brittany does not like, like But it. she did write down in her notes Why she didn't like it
2: <laughs> uh, I still like it
3: <laughs> Sandry we have her, her Moments with the Spinning spindle. thread isn't she yes. and She tries to spin the magic Into it she Figures out she can and then freaks out
2: And then so. she Calling herself stupid She's like I'm so stupid I can't figure this out And Lark's like you've only been Doing this a week Uh, You're not going to be an expert overnight.
3: The first meditation at discipline happens in this Mm, chapter, too. That's right. Because my my favorite exchange happens. Why'd you do that? Sandra wanted to know. It's to keep magic from leaking in as we meditate, replied Nico. Rosethorn muttered, or from leaking out. There's quite a few things that happen in this chapter that we're actually kind of glossing over. Daja gets her... Headband and or her armband. And Santa's Her uh, grieving clothes as well. And then it ended with them uh, going, like talking about going to Summer Sea Market, that is very important. And we will leave it at that.
1: The first step of our three step reading process is reading like a novice. What did we like or not like about this chapter?
2: Well, I have a passage that I'm going to read because I like the, a, the little paragraph. I had to help, Sandry replied, replied flatly. He's one of us. Daja blinked. Is there an us? Sandry looked surprised. Certainly. Didn't that thing this morning convince you? I try not to let fights convince me of anything. Daja lay back, and I wasn't in it. Not really, objected Triss. Oh, stop, Sandry gave her a friendly push. Why did you go to help if you didn't care if they got him? I think it's so cute. Sandra is trying to be like, bitch, y'all are friends, whether you like it or not. And I'm going to convince y'all that we are all friends. And we've already discussed this in earlier chapters that she's very resilient on wanting to be friends with everybody and bullying everybody into being her friend. And so she's trying to prove it here. Like, bitch, we friends. The power of friendship. I
1: really like the line I try not to let fights convince me of anything.
2: Good oh, solid foreshadowing line.
1: there. But also also more evidence that Daja is the sane, calm one of the
3: group. She's the, the chaotic magnetic. Just attracts all of them.
1: She doesn't try to live a chaotic life. She just attracts things. The part that always stood out for me in this chapter is Triss teaching Briar to dust. Mm -hmm. I think part of the reason that stands out for me in the chapter Mm -hmm. is that I know where their relationship is going to go. And so this is the beginning of that. And it's Triss and Briar bonding, even though it's not very nice. (laughs) Like Triss isn't very nice in this scene. It's also eye-opening for her. She's starting to learn about other people's lives and experiences and learn about things that she was not aware of before and will continue to see how her own biases will change as she gets to know other people and other cultures as the series goes on. I think to some degree it's just amusing how she's like, no, like you pick up the objects and then you dust them, and then you dust underneath them. And I think to some degree it reminds of my mother teaching me how to dust when I was probably about the same age as them. So, <laughs> nostalgia.
3: I'm I'm always going to just be big fan of Briar and Rosethorn's interactions. Like Those are almost always my favorite highlights of the chapters, and this one's no different. The whole part where she's like messing with the tree and trying to figure it out. He's just trying to calm himself down because she's got him all freaked out. And then he like gets the tree all excited. All of the other plants are like, oh, we're going to just <laughs> shoot off buds now. And just, I like that uh, Rose Lauren
1: turns to them and she's like, you guys should know better.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Talk to them like I understand. They do. That is how I feel about every single one of my plants in this room right now. Especially the persimmons.
2: I'm not obviously plant. I have a brown thumb. I touch a plant and
1: <laughs> I'm just bad at taking care of living things. It's a good thing I don't have children right now.
2: I don't do well
3: with people, but you give me animals and plants. I'm good. This is why you are
1: Briar slash Rosethorn.
3: You know, I always <clears> aspired <throat> to be Lark growing up and then at some point I just turned into Rose Thorn and I don't know where <laughs> it happened. <laughs>
1: well, I- <laughs> I am very much a lark, and I aspire to be <laughs> Rose so maybe, maybe that is part of their relationship, is that they see qualities in each other that they wish they had themselves.
3: Gosh, I love their relationship so much. They make me so happy. Any other uh, parts
1: we want to talk about?
3: I could go on about this chapter, but I shall refrain from...
1: Brittany, you want to do any more complaining about Carell?
2: No, I think I got it out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> For this chapter, it's gonna come back later. Oh God,
3: just wait until the later books. <laughs> Is he I love I think he's adorable. He's
2: precious. Is he but gonna grow on me? Kind, kind of like uh, Dobby in Harry Potter. He starts <laughs> off like terrible, and he's like, oh my God, he's amazing. Why did I ever hate you? <laughs>
4: and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Step two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we try to pull out a theme or a message from the chapter. And What is this telling us? What can we learn from this chapter?
3: I've got the mostly the growth there is a lot of growth going on in this chapter like
1: literally
3: yeah there's Mm -hmm. the relationship of all four of them is kind of starting to grow a little bit more and then they're also Mm -hmm. growing in their own magics like you have briar with the whole rose thorn scene with everything wanting to just sprout out all of a sudden (laughs) You've got Daja when she catches the metal. It doesn't really talk about what Triss and Nico do.
1: Just only
3: that they're going out.
1: I assume she's spending lots of time reading.
3: Yeah, that's pretty much what she does. Everybody's kind of growing both in a figurative and literal sense in this case.
2: Yeah, that's what I have basically too, just growth of friendships and relationships amongst all the characters?
3: The message that
1: I pull out, and this is probably partially related to the fact that we're currently in quarantine, is finding joy in hard times. So we have both Daja and Sandri putting away their morning clothes. Daja isn't entirely putting away her morning clothes, but she's also finding a way to move on and to find joy in working with Frostpine. So it's not that... She is no longer mourning, but she's not just a, a sad, weepy thing like whoever made Sandry's clothes expected <laughs> Sandry to be. Uh, and Sandry is also not a sad, weepy thing. It's hard to imagine Sandry ever being like that. Triss, as I said, I assume is curled up with a book somewhere reading. And even though she's been passed around and passed around now... She's working with Nico, who's going to be, like, giving her books. She's found somebody else who appreciates her love of reading. And Briar, the whole thing with pruning the tree and that idea of it hurt, but it was a good hurt. So it's Comparing hard it to for,
3: baby teeth. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's hard for him because it's stressful and it's new And he doesn't really want to do it because it is going to hurt, but it is also a joyful thing because he is growing in his (laughs) abilities and he is connecting more to this tree. And in the end, the things that he's doing are beneficial for both him and the tree. Part three is reading like a mage. So what, magic does this chapter inspire you to make in your own life
2: we'll have a passage again <laughs> I, think oh, I, just just want awesome. I love reading the book out loud apparently it was the interaction between briar and rose I you mean the part she, i have highlighted <laughs> yeah um she tells him you felt unrestrained growth the dark side of the green man rose thorn said if you let that go the whole plant is weakened it's in such a hurry to throw out new twigs that it doesn't take the time to build them strong. We have to cut off most of this new growth, then clip a few branches and roots. What's left will be hardier and longer-lived. He grabbed the pot, hugged it to his chest. You're going to cut it? The tree protested. He was bending its twigs. Briar held it away from him. Cutting shapes a shock, in. it scratches the itches. Each of us are the tree. We have a lot of growing to do, and... Sometimes we have to cut away at things in our life to help us grow, whether it be relationships or whatever. Another way it applies to me is that the tree is my daughter and I have to let her grow. It'll hurt me, her growing and growing through all these things, but I have to let her do it and we'll both grow from her growing. So
3: That's adorable. <laughs> okay hold on hold on hold on I have to I'm sorry I have to <laughs> gay <laughs> I I really
1: like that metaphor Brittany because as a parent you also have to prune your daughter in ways yeah it can be difficult I'm going back to what Brittany said earlier about resilience and again this is partially because uh quarantine This is a word that I use a lot when I talk about my students. So I have students who just, as soon as they hit a problem, they're just like, oh, I can't do this. And then I have other students who will um, really try and work through their problems more. And so resilience is just something that is important for us to try and find in our lives. As a teacher, it's frustrating because it's not something that I can really teach I just have to try and like put my students in situations where they might run into problems and encourage them to to push through them.
3: I do agree with both of you on this whole growth thing, but I'm gonna go ahead and be weird this time. Wait, wait, wait. this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you forget. I cut these podcasts. Oh, I you know. How often you say, I'm going to be the different one.
3: i going to be different. I think that's like my motto right now. You are welcome to be different. We like difference here. Yay. Mine's actually something about the scene with Daja catching the metal. So this is something she had no idea how, that she could do. She did it out of reflex. So it wasn't even something she thought about. She just did it, and Carl's just like, "Oh, that's yeah. too much for me. <laughs> that's, that's too much. That's uh, that's high up on my nope meter." But someone else is doing the same thing because it is mentioned that Frostpine has done this pretty much all the time, and so it's one of those of yes, there is that growth, that learning, and that trying to overcome learned habits maybe is a good way to put it but also that if something feels right do it you have to trust yourself and your instincts even if you don't understand why now, obviously if this was any other person that would be very very bad there would no longer be hands but it's one of those things of she didn't question it she didn't freak out she just did and it's one of those like when you react by following what feels right it opens up new pathways to grow down
1: I think that kind of goes along with the pruning because like for me I'm a teacher And so I have a lot of paperwork in my job. I love teaching. I love working with my students in the classroom, but all of the paperwork just wears me down, the bureaucracy and the red tape. And um, most teachers will tell you this, that it's just, it's overwhelming. And now we're in quarantine and I can't go to school. I am not allowed to. Literally in two days, I'm supposed to go and clean everything out of my room and turn my keys in so I cannot go back to the building. Usually I'd keep my keys over the summer, but because of the quarantine and because they are going to be like seriously deep cleaning this building, I'm not allowed to go back there once I get everything out of my room. This also means that my job right now is mostly that teaching. I connected with a student today on Instagram and gave her advice on how to do her math homework. I love that. That was super fun. But I don't have to do the paperwork. So I've pruned away the the paperwork. And most of the time, I'm just doing things that I enjoy. I'm doing those instinctual things like writing and reading books and sewing. And uh, my life is a whole lot better for it. It also reminds me of, I won a poetry slam a few weeks ago on Zoom, and I know it's super exciting, and it's been a long time. Like, I think it's the biggest slam I've ever won, so that was cool. Somebody was asking me today, how did you decide which poems to read? And, like, I gave this, like, 10-minute spiel about slam poetry strategy, and I was like, but really, in the long run, most of what it boiled down to was... These are the pieces I felt like doing.
3: Yeah, you find when you do things that just feel right, you, they just they work out like they're supposed to.
1: My, and that was my experience with sewing. Actually, we make these jokes about me being being like Lark, but my Instagram handle is the Stitch Witch's Apprentice because Stitch Witch is a term that is used at some point in the books to describe Sandry because I sew so much. I like to think of myself as a stitch witch and literally I got into it in a very similar way as Sandry. I mean not with the magic but it was just like hey I'm gonna try this and see if it works.
2: Um Is that locked in a closet? <clears throat> I'm to... very glad <laughs> I wasn't. Um,
1: especially <laughs> because like Sandry I am also afraid of the dark.
3: I keep like looking over at my plants. <laughs> I actually had to prune them two hey. days ago because Did it hurt you to cut it? Well, I had to pull off leaves and stuff of it because Sebastian keeps eating them.
2: Did it, it hurt it, you? Yes. It makes like a hurt or a bad hurt.
3: <laughs> it's that understanding. I hate doing it because there's so much green left but the parts in which have the brown and the fact that my cat has chewed half the fucking leaf means it's not growing back. It's not going to do any good. So it's by positive.
1: pulling off the chewed leaves, you are letting the other ones grow stronger. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> when I lived with my parents, they had, they live on like a family farm. My farm chore, I guess, was to go around in the morning and, pick all the the buds off of the herbs like the the basil plants the oregano and so forth because once they start putting out flowers they stop putting energy into their leaves and the leaves are what we eat yep also killing lots of Japanese beetles because they were decimating our fruit trees
3: the Japanese beetles are kind of assholes they really are I got to the point where
1: I would literally just pick them up and squish them between my fingers
3: Understandably so.
1: Yeah, my mom was like, I can't do that. And like with bare hands, because my mom would wear gloves and she'd pick them up and you can put them in a bucket of soapy water and it will coat their wings and they won't be able to fly up out and they'll drown. But I would just...
3: When you get to a point, you're just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, extra fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that way a lot about a lot right now.
1: Uh, Sandry says cat dirt instead of shit. I wonder what she says instead of fuck you.
3: I mean we know that, that Briar likes to say stuff yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I think that's the closest we get to it. I think that's the closest we get to it. I imagine Frostpine swears. If he doesn't, I'm offended. But Rose does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Rosethorn does, but she tries not to in front of the children.
3: She, she does her best not
1: to. That's the Rosethorn in me. However, Nico Lark is offended at swear words. He thinks they're undignified.
3: Lork knows the most, but she doesn't use them unless they're apt.
1: She uses them very rarely. She's very
2: exactly. skeptical about them.
3: But she has the most creative ones. <laughs>
2: when she does say it, you're like, what? You, you know bad words? The hell? <laughs> Where did you learn that kind of language? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Just as long as she doesn't use those bad words.
1: Excerpt from chapter 10.
3: I've got one. Do it. Okay. "'Oh, it's a tumble,' one of Breyer's new acquaintances remarked. "'Town girls, too. Not bad for town girls.' "'One's a traitor,' noted the other street rat. "'Trader stra- staff, anyways.' Breyer turned to look. The town girl was Sandry. What was he supposed to do? Rescue her and Aja? Because they lived together? Did that make him his gang?' He sighed. "'He did owe Sandry for yesterday, "'and in Deadman's District, "'that's always had to be paid sooner before later.' Beside, it looked like it was a good fight against plump merchant boys. With a nod to the street rats, he ran to help the girls. Tune in uh, next week! Yay!
2: Why are you kissing me? <laughs> you <laughs> you know? Reading Circle Temple is created by us: Indy, Molly, and Brittany. You can
3: find us at readingcircletemple.com or send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at
2: gmail.com.
3: Thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork.
2: You can find them on Tumblr at Yellow Happy Draws or on Instagram at ShannonAndDraws.
3: Also, thank you to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. Find more of Thomas Dick's music on SoundCloud.
2: Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening.
1: Let's all have coffee next week. Brittany Bridget- does not Bridget- like Bridget- Hurrell because he is frightened <laughs> that a 10 year old girl can hold hot iron in her bare hands.
2: I mean, Frostpine when- does it, so get over it. Frostpine's okay. not a 10 year old girl. no. no. <laughs> A man can do it, but a little girl can't. What the fuck? Okay. But but there is a point that he makes where, you know, Frostpine guess, is but like,
3: possibly the best Smith Mage in the entire world. I get
2: it, but even Frostpine's like, I told you if you're gonna come work with me, you're gonna see some, gonna weird, see shit. some weird shit. <laughs> and he's like, I I know you told me that, but like I didn't listen because I'm stupid. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but this is kind of like being apprenticed to, like, some super smart computer programmer. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to take on this second apprentice who's in fifth grade. And that second apprentice on their second week
2: of the apprenticeship hacks into the NSA website. Hey, I mean, if that fifth grader can do something like that, like... You should be a, an apprentice, and I'll applaud that little fifth <laughs> grade. So, but it you're smart. You're so smart. So yeah, you, you deserve this more than <laughs> I do. Apparently, yeah. but can already I, I do that, and I can't do like, that. Oh, uh,
3: so, I will step
2: down. You're awesome. <laughs> you go for it. You got this. Um. Oh no, so- I freaked out. <laughs> oh god.
1: I'd be a little worried. I don't want the I don't want the 10-year-old girl hacking into my bank account.
2: Pretty I, nice, don't yeah. I don't either, but I mean <clears throat>
3: Brittany's saying we shouldn't offend the 10-year-old so the ten year old won't hack into our bank.
2: Exactly. To- see. Just get her on your side. <laughs> be nice to her. Don't beat her. She'll she'll be like, you know what? You, I'm not gonna steal your stuff. <laughs> Me or friends. Maybe I'll steal some money for you and I'll put it into your account. <laughs> we at the Reading Circle
3: Temple do not condone thievery or hacking of any form. Please <laughs> do not <laughs> Please do not like get us in trouble. We do not condone this in real life. <laughs> My roommate has been screaming, Eat the Rich though. So apparently we support cannibalism in this house (laughs) not only if it's rich people
2: (laughs) well you know those poor people don't have
1: any meat on their bones anyway
3: exactly (laughs) um
1: who do you think is going to taste better sandry or (laughs) briar
3: my brain just like blanks there i'm too busy worrying about eating the rich to actually be able to focus on that (laughs)